What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode on The Big Guy Grind. This is Carlos coming at you for another episode of the week. What's up, guys? How y'all been? Hope y'all been doing good. Hope y'all have had a productive week. I know it's been one hell of a week for myself, um, being that the semester started, you know, trying to catch up, stay caught up with school assignments and whatnot, you know, got to keep at it, got to keep learning, always reading, always, you know, always got to get my coffee in the morning. And this brings me to today's topics, which is reading and coffee, as the title states. <laughs> so um, I'll first discuss... Um, I'll first discuss about reading and uh, my personal experience with it. So I, uh, when I grew up, I never really liked reading, I guess. I never really thought it was fun. I would always just sit there and I'd just be impatient. You know, I wouldn't really think about what to read or uh, I wouldn't really do it because mainly in school, um, we were forced to read things. And I guess the only book I actually enjoyed, genuinely enjoyed reading was uh it's the mysterious island by jules verne so basically the book kind of i'm not going to spoil it all if ever y'all do read it um it's a very classic book by this uh, author jules verne and he had very good sci-fi fantasies and whatnot and like what he pictured and stuff like that he told a real it was a thick book too but it, it told a beautiful story about an island that had all the weather systems on one island and these people were trying to escape from something and they ended up on the island and they ended up discovering all the different animals all the all the climates on one island and that's why they named it the mysterious island because it was it was uh it was unremarkable it was crazy so um that's where it first started i tried to read uh i read some non i read some fiction books uh probably my freshman year in high school a couple years back and then that was really it and um up until now i've been reading i have about let me count them real quick it's one two three four five six i've read about seven eight books now um and the thing is usually the way i go about it is when i started reading and stuff i wanted to start reading but to really just get knowledge i guess and see if i can apply this to myself the first book that really got me interested was uh it was where is it um it was by deepak Chopra. i recommended it before let me see if i can find it up here in my notes i can't believe i forgot the title of it uh what are you hungry for so basically this talked about this this as i began working out and whatnot i wanted to start reading and to see what books i can start reading to just i guess help my learning you know uh, like that can be applied to my learning what i'm learning in school and stuff like that being that i wanted to be a nutritionist and i wanted to pick up on personal training as well so i read what are you hungry for and basically it says just listening to your body asking yourself are, are you hungry are you really hungry then what do you what is it like are you lacking something that you're that you're not are you lacking something in your life that makes you to eat because you think you're hungry or does it cause you to stress eat stuff like those little factors and whatnot and um i started picking up on that and i started applying it to my life and it made me actually it made me like have a better relationship with food and start really evaluating how i felt and to fill in those empty spots where i would want to fill in with food so basically like you stress eat pretty much and it helps you to not stress eat to find another alternative such as taking a walk drinking some water playing with your pet and that's why i have my boy frank or um well, that's not really why. I just always wanted a dog, and I mean, I never thought I'd end up with a wiener dog, but that's a whole different topic. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so, um, yeah, then I started applying it to my life, and I'm like, well, what else can I read? You know, that can apply to me. And then I started picking up on little self-improvement self, self, um, self -improvement books, but the thing is about those is, like, 
some of them are bullshit, some of them are good, some of them are alright, and others are just very fucking, like, repetitive, you know? And I always got, like, turned off by the idea, but I what I would do is I'd go to, I think, a website called Goodreads, and it basically gives you a whole summary of what people thought about the book, and it gives you an overall rating, but from the public, not just, like, what publishers think and whatnot and stuff like that, because publishers can just be through popularity, you know? Or a number of books sold, that means nothing. It could be a lot of books were sold because they people thought it was good, but it turned out not to be good, you know what I mean? So, Anyways, Goodreads is a good site I recommend. Um, I started looking into books and I started looking up the title, scene if they were if they were proper, if they applied to myself and stuff like that. And sure enough, yeah, I picked up on some books. You know, The Subtle Art, Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. That one's great. That basically tells you what to not. It, it doesn't mean now the title I know can seem misleading, but if you read the book, it basically opens up on how like. In this world, we always care about this, care about this, care about that, care about that, and and basically in the and he places the word fuck as in the word care. So in the the thing is, not giving a fuck means not really caring about useless stuff you don't have to worry about. Because at the end of the day, you know it's your life and it's your life to live, and you got to focus your energy on what's going to be important to you. You know, it could be worrying, it could be mainly just worrying and stressing about you know world events such as you know this coronavirus that just spread out of nowhere. You know, which is really intense. And I'm reading up on it. You know, hopefully my prayers are being sent to them. And um, such as you know the impeachment trial with Trump and stuff like that. What can I bring to the U.S. and the climate change? And the thing is, it's not to like turn a blind eye towards it, but the thing is, it's kind of out of your hands. But if you can assist, such as like doing a rally or participating in cleaning up or recycling and whatnot then go ahead you know go for it but the thing is it's basically like um and and that's just like one set of examples of stuff that that can that we have to that we worry about or carry as baggage emotional baggage that we have to worry about but at the end of the day it's going to be handled and it's out of our hands you know what i mean it's not to say don't care no we can definitely care about it but the thing is sometimes it's just hard to make a difference but it is what it is so yeah that's what that book opens up about and um, I the rec- the most recent book I read was The Switch or Switch. So basically it talks about how um, to properly switch into doing something different or into like really get into a habit of things and stuff like that. So it talks about your mind as being the elephant and the writer. So the elephant is the emotional side. So it's very hard to di- to direct and stuff when the writer is one type and the, and the writer is the other half of your brain, which is uh, the one that, that, that thinks about everything, that plans everything and stuff like that. The elephant is the one that actually goes about doing it and such as the emotional side, you know, going through with it. And um, you see, and all, and the thing is, I love the whole concept. It gives you tips on how to guide, how to guide the elephant, how to direct the writer, and um, pretty much how to uh, keep the writer not from not getting tired, and how to keep it simple for him, and how to make the elephant not scared of change, and you know, bringing out small changes and stuff like that, being consistent, and looking at the bright spots, looking to see what works, and keep applying it and stuff. Um, mainly when it comes to changing in general, you know, whether it be changing yourself as a person, applying it to an individual, you know, me as a personal trainer, or or applying it to a group of people, or uh, through uh, through your work, job, or occupation. So as you can see, all these books have taught me about different skills and stuff like that, and I've learned to apply them to my life to make it simple. You know, because the thing is, I want to learn and I want to self-develop myself, and I want to see what what can help better me as a person, and um, just kind of a like a sense of relief. You know what I mean? And um, over time, I just wanted to read one book after the other. Like literally, I had a whole. I have. A, I still have a list of over thirty books I want to read, but I'm just buying one at a time, you know, because I want to take my time to read them, and then I take little notes on what mattered to me or what stuck out to me and what I can apply to my life and stuff like that. So, I've only done that with like two books, I think, actually, to be honest. And um, 
I plan to go through all the books that I've just read and make notes on them so I can start like learning how to apply these techniques and strategies to my life personally. So yeah, when it comes to reading, I've learned over time of me reading and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> sorry, I've learned over time of me reading and whatnot and knowing what I love and what I like. Um, I've learned to just cut it down to if the book applies to my career, to my to my hobbies or interests, or to my um, what was the third one? To my I guess my passions. To be honest, yeah, if if it applies to my hobbies, my career, or my passion, I read it. You know, or my, no, sorry, it's my hob it's my hobbies and hobbies or passions, career, or my um, oh my gosh, I keep forgetting the word is escaping me. What is it? Self-development, yes, yeah, sorry, self-development as a person, yeah. So if, applies, if, it, if a book applies to those three categories and it's overall very good and very effective and not bullshit, I will definitely read it and I will give it a shot. So I suggest you all kind of do the same. I mean, and, and the thing is, I'm not like saying, oh, you all have to read self-development and stuff like that with me. No, I'm just saying from my personal experience, that's how I picked up on my love of reading. The thing is, and of course, people think like, oh, well, how the hell am I going to find time to read in a busy day? It's like, come on. If you really want if you really want to find time to, to do something, you'll find time for it. You know, this is why when I work out in the morning, so I wake up at four, get dressed, feed my dog, take care of Frank for a little bit, and then I take off. I'm at the gym at five. I do my workout. I'm out of the, I'm, I'm already showering and stuff, and I'm out of the gym by like 5.56, and then boom, by 6.15, I'm in Starbucks. I have my cup of coffee and water, and pretty much I read for about 30 to 40 minutes. So what I, I do that consistently every day, except for Sundays, because Sundays are my lazy days, and um, yeah, but throughout the week, Monday through Saturday, I am doing that consistently day to day, and it helps. It really helps because... I, I use that as my meditation. I use that as like something just to focus on and what I can apply throughout my day and whatnot. You know, along with the book, I do read the Daily Stoic, which is um, Stoism. It's type of philosophy. Not meaning I don't believe in God. I love God with the passion. Don't get me wrong, but I love the Stoic's way of life. It's just like accepting life for what it is and just being still in the in the in the midst of all this chaos that can happen around you. It's very interesting. You should look into it. It's by Marcus Aurelius. Um, He's one of the founders of the philosophy and whatnot and, like, how he went about it and stuff. He goes way back, though, like, um, around, like, Plato's time or some shit like that. But, yeah. But he's a very good read. So I recommend you look into some of his works. I know I plan to. Um, there's this other author related to stoicism called Ryan Holiday. He's a really good guy, too, to go to for that stuff. He has so, – there's his book, Stillness is the Key, that I really want to read for sure. It's been recommended by um, by different people and whatnot. I really do want to read it and see what it's about. So, yeah. Um so that's my overall personal experience of reading and how it's helped me, you know, how it's helped me um, just, you know, keep to keep learning, to keep applying to my life and to make me a better person overall, you know, because the thing is, it's like we can only learn so much from school that think that there, there's only so much to, to be taught in school with the time limit. You know, at the end of the day, books are always going to be great because you can read them on your own time and you can look at it as a meditation or you can look at it as a fun time. Not saying I don't read to have fun. No, but generally, like, let's say it's my lazy day. I'm not going to pick up a book, not because I don't want to, but because I'd rather play games or I'd rather be with Frank or I'd rather watch TV because the thing is Monday through Saturday, I don't do any of that shit. I don't play games or anything like that. I'm literally just, I'm either at school or I'm in the gym or I'm at work. Um, I'm in school, at the gym, or home, pretty much. Those are the three places I'll either be at, Monday through Saturday. No fucking, no stop to it. And the thing is, it's just college is busy. And, I mean, I have a better mindset now, thanks to the book. And the book I'm reading right now is The Power of Your Subconscious by uh, Charles Murphy, I believe. Don't quote me on that, but I know definitely his last name is Murphy. He was a psychologist in the 70s. A doctor, he got his doctorates in, in psychology. 
and um, he basically talks about how the subconscious makes things a reality. So let's say your conscious mind is thinking, oh, it's going to be a good day, it's going to be a good day, it's going to be a good day. Your subconscious makes it so. You know, pretty much he, ta- he he delves into like how the subconscious mind controls every cell in your body. And if you have cancer and you believe that it will go away, it will go away. I know some I- that idea sounds very out there, but he, he, he has uh, some testimonials and stories in there on how that's happened. Um, I'm not saying I believe it, nor am I saying, oh, this guy's full of shit. But some of the stuff he does talk is really helpful because there have been times where I get upset or I'm angry and I tell myself you're not upset you're not angry just calm down just relax and I know a lot of people are like I tried that before that shit doesn't work but it's because you've already implemented it in your mind that you're going to be mad and the thing is if you just step back and know that you won't be mad you end up relaxing over time it's not going to happen like boom instantly but it's going to happen over time to where like oh shit I'm not mad anymore it's like okay good today's going to be a good day sure enough you have a great fucking day I same thing in the gym I increased weight today so this past week, I increased my weight by 15 pounds on my major lifts, such as uh, my deadlift, my barbell row, my shoulder press, and my bench press. And um, I told myself, you know, like, I, I, um, I have not had one morning when I wake up feeling weak. I tell myself every night before I go to bed, I want to wake up strong, I want to wake up on time, and I want to wake up, and I'm going to hit the fucking weight room. Sure enough, every day I go into the weight room and I get ready for the lift, I do it, boom, I feel powerful. I feel like adrenaline rush and everything. So... I mean, hey, this guy's techniques do work, and I am, I'm only, like, halfway through the book. He has, like, so, I'm not gonna lie, it kind of sounds a little repetitive sometimes, but he has different techniques on what you can apply based on your life and based on your personal preference, so I highly recommend you look into that for sure, and the crazy thing is the book's from the 70s, but people, so many people have said it's so relatable to now. And I love books like that. I love people like that because they had such a beautiful mindset and such an outlook on how they can create something that can be applicable no matter what time you are in your life. I think that's fucking beautiful. So I definitely recommend y'all give it a... (laughs) Sorry. I definitely recommend y'all give it a shot. So, Anyways, that brings me to my next topic. Coffee and its proper benefits. So, uh, I remember when I was little... Well, not a little, I was like probably like 12 or 13. I got into coffee. I would drink <laughs> every morning on Saturday. I was real bad as when I was little. My eating habits were crazy. But I was young. I had good metabolism. You know, fuck it. I seem like I'm fucking 30, right? But I'm barely 21. But anyways, <laughs> the thing is, I mean, I'm starting to hit my 20s and metabolism changes. Anyway, sorry, getting off side. I'm getting sidetracked. So every Saturday, I go with my one of my grandfather's friends. His name was Robert. Great fucking guy. Great all-around, all-American. Nah, he's not all-American, but he was a real classic farmer. Would always wear fucking overalls and shit. He basically, you know, he would try to show me how to be a man and stuff like that and how to do work and the stuff like that and around the around the yard and he would like teach me about weapons and how to properly hold them and how to shoot them and stuff like that he was great um i would literally walk around the the ranch just uh patrolling for snakes and stuff with my little um 38 special and it was loaded with these wet with this uh bullet that had like bbs inside and i just have it holstered on my hip all calm and casual granted i know i was 13 or 14 and granted some people are like what the fuck's wrong with you but it's like come on the guy taught me how to properly hold and shoot a gun you know i was pretty much well informed thanks to him you know and that that leads me to be well informed now but anyways but yeah so he was a great guy he was like my second dad pretty much that's how i consider him and um so we were we were going to a cafe we would always go to a cafe here in town you know it was uh it was the local cafe and sadly it's not around anymore but when it was around they would always i would always order coffee and i put a shit ton of fucking sugar in it so i mean of course when i tried coffee i didn't like it but i would see him drink it and i'm like oh okay well i guess it's a man's drink you know (laughs) i know i was like like i said i was 13 at 13 12 at the time so i would drink like honestly i'd go about six cups of of coffee because i drink them like nothing 
And uh, the, that was the funny part. And the thing is, I would always, I would always order a taco. And the thing is, man, dude, they had ginormous fucking tacos. Like, think of a plate, like a round, uh, oval-shaped plate. And that whole thing was filled with tortilla and fucking uh, the egg. And uh, I think I'd get either chorizo and egg or I'd get the potato and egg. And, oh, my God, dude, that, that was amazing. On some days, I'd get fucking two big tacos and I'd bring them down real quick with my six cups of coffee. And then uh, as I went through high school... Uh, I didn't really drink much coffee, and of course, when I went to uh, college, I didn't really drink much coffee until until I'd say probably until I was around maybe night night. Honestly, until I was probably about twenty. That's when I started wanting to get back into coffee. So um, I picked up on how to learn how to make coffee with the French press. So what this is is basically you boil some water, you put some you put ground of coffee, the little powdery substance of coffee. You put about three or four scoops. And what you do is you pour the hot water, let it sit there for 30 seconds. You put the little plunge. The thing, the French press is literally like a glass with a plunger on top. That's what a French press is. And basically, I let it sit. I let the ground soak a little bit for 30 seconds, and then I pour the rest up until uh, however cups of water. Cups of water means the cups of coffee you need. Some a cup of coffee constitutes of six ounces. I constitute it as eight ounces only because I'm an American and I love extra shit like everyone else. Nah, I'm joking. But anyways, you know what I mean. And uh, so you let it sit there for 30 seconds. Then you leave, put the plunger in, but you don't push it down. Not yet. You don't push it down. You just what a uh, key thing is to stir the ground, but with plastic because if you do uh, metal or if you do metal and it hits the glass it might crack because the glass gets hot so a plastic straw you just swirl around the course making sure all of it gets uh, mixed in through the coffee and then I just leave the plunger on top and then after five minutes boom I push down the plunger and there you go you have your cup of coffee so the plunger holds the ground on the bottom and what rises up is just the liquid in the coffee pretty much so it's a I mean some people are like I don't have time for that but it doesn't take long once you get to the rhythm of it and for me it's kind of meditative too I love doing that like there's nothing more I love than making coffee at home like don't get me wrong, I'm always like drinking, you know, I'm always like, I usually go to Starbucks for my daily fix, but even then, I go to Starbucks and I order a tall, which is like just like a, a little small little fucking cup, and I drink at the most two cups of coffee from there. And that's another thing too. Uh, when it comes to coffee, I mean, people think like, oh my gosh, it's, some people think it's bad or it's addictive and stuff like that. And the thing is, it ain't addictive if you only have one or two cups. It does become a problem if you have fucking five or six cups. I mean, come on, who wouldn't be addicted to that shit, you know? Because caffeine is an addictant. It's a stimulant, you know? That's the thing. But if used properly and used carefully, it'd be an amazing thing. So this is my recommendation. If ever you go to Starbucks, get a blonde roast, make it a tall, a grande, if you'd like. And simply just use, uh, there's some, there's some green, use the green packets of sugar. Don't use that Splenda shit. Only because like, and this is the, this is the most healthiest way for me to make coffee. Um, get the, you get the little green packets, you pour them in there, about two packets, and then you put some cinnamon in there. Now cinnamon is a known, um is a known I forget I'm forgetting the term for it how can I say I was gonna say mineral no it's a it's a it's a specific um oh my gosh a spite no not spice I can't think of the word but cinnamon helps you with your neurons it helps to wake up your brain a little bit pretty much I don't know the specific science don't I'm not saying to not quote me on that because I read it before but it helps with your neurons and helps with your brain and wakes it up a little bit it doesn't make you hyper or anything it just helps it um, the neurons connect quicker or something, some shit like that. You can look into it yourself if you'd like. But yeah, so I put like two dashes, three dashes at the most because too much cinnamon, ugh, that's of course terrible. Um, to, I put one, one to three dashes and I mix it up. And then usually what I do is, so when it comes to caffeine in general, 
you can look up how much uh, milli MCGs, I think, or milligrams of caffeine it has, um, either one micrograms or milligrams, you can look it up. Um, usually it's recommended to not go over like th 200, 300. I usually only go up to 100 at the most. Like I said, when I'm at home, I make three cups of coffee, but only because I'm at home and I'm not really doing any exercise or anything like that. I'm just like chilling, you know, uh, especially if it's a Sunday. I'll make three or two cups of coffee for myself and just drink it or whatever. But during the week, so on my strength days, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, uh, I take this BCA supplement, um, BCAA by Muscle Tech. And um, what what I do is it has fifty it has fifty micrograms. Yeah, it has fifty. Mi there you go. It's by micrograms. It has fifty micrograms of caffeine. So I take that to account. So I only have one cup of coffee when I'm done working out, only because when I have a lot of caffeine, it makes me jittery, gives me a little bit of anxiety and stuff like that. Nothing negative or whatever. It's just coffee at the end of the day is a fucking stimulant. You know, that's the way to look at it. You got to remember that. So I only drink a cup of coffee. And then when I do my cardio, I usually just drink water. I don't do the BCAs. I only do the BCAs on my strength days because I'm fasting and I need the branch. I need the bran I need the extra branch chain amino acids to help with my recovery and whatnot since I'm fasting. Anyways, aside from that, so on my cardio days with just Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, I simply just do two cups of coffee because I can afford the extra cup because I don't, I'm not taking already 50 MCGs of caffeine. So that's like my experience with coffee. That's really how I go about it. I don't really drink coffee throughout the day only because it kind of keeps you up and it messes with your sleep cycle. So I mainly just try to stick to coffee in the morning. I love coffee with a passion, but I love it at my time at my proper time because I know my body. Now, the thing is with you, you might do well. Some people actually recommend to drink a cup of coffee then go to sleep because it takes about approximately 20-30 minutes for the caffeine to kick in, which is pretty crazy. And then I read another study that it's best to drink coffee three to four hours after you wake up. So for example, if you wake up at seven, you're going to drink it like around 10 or 11, only because supposedly your cortisone levels aren't so high and that the caffeine interacts with the cortisone, Rick's makes, picks it up and then you get you have uh damn it you you get like uh basically heart issues later on in life but the thing is i mean all of that's just p splitting hairs at that point you're just like really being super fucking unnecessarily technical if you want to have your coffee in the morning have it in the morning if you want to have it in the evening have it in the evening it's all based on how your body is to be honest um, I will recommend if you do do if you are doing intermittent fasting, I do recommend coffee with the green packets of sugar because there's zero calorie and some cinnamon. Uh, what that'll help is that's going to help sustain your hunger. I don't know the 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 complete science behind it, but caffeine does sustain your hunger and it does help you to where you're not having so much cravings and stuff. But like I said, the only thing I advise y'all not to do is not to drink five to six cups every day. It's okay to have a cup or two of coffee every single day. That's there's nothing wrong with it. It's not going to be addictive. It's not going to affect you. It's not going to hurt you or anything like that. Now there are some people like one of my friends who's who's sensitive to caffeine. So that's why I recommend him get a tall and make it a blonde roast. Nothing like Pike or nothing espresso or anything like that. No, 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 just a blonde roast. And uh, for him to do that, and he does fine. He feels great, and he actually enjoys coffee now. You know, and that's because I properly dosed him based on how his caffeine sensitivity was. So. Yeah, you can just take that all into account and go from there. So that's pretty much it for the coffee aspect of it. You know, like I said, I, I only drink one or two cups every day. And uh, on days that I don't have coffee, I don't feel terrible. I feel fine. Because some people that, I mean, they need their coffee vigs like they're fucking like heroin addicts. I shouldn't really say that, but like they're addicts, you know. Uh, some people go batshit crazy. It's like, oh, fuck, like, calm down. You'll get your coffee. Don't worry. And, you know, I mean, and of course, I mean, once they get their coffee, they're all fine. But, I mean, when it comes to one to two cups, it doesn't fucking affect me. I wake up, and let's say I wake up late, God forbid, on one of those days, and I forget I don't have time for coffee or anything. Yeah, it's fine by me. I just drink some water, you know? Um, I'll be fine. So, you know, 
one or two cups is fine just be sure not to add so much Splenda and shit try to go with zero calorie or Truvia or uh, Svetia oh, no it's mainly Tru Truvia or uh, Stevia you know try to go with those and um, as far as that, I mean, that's really it for the coffee portion. I, I make it with the French press. The pour-over method, it's kind of hard to explain over over the podcast, but uh, maybe I'll upload a video on my um, Instagram so you all can check that out. But, yeah, the pour-over method is really nice. It's just simply pouring over. Um, you pour over hot water, and the gravity just soaks. The, 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 the water soaks up the ground, and through gravity, it drips slowly into a cup, and there you go. You have your coffee like that. Your coffee consists of all the liquid that dripped through, and it had, it's quartz ground free because you have the filter and everything so i thought that was pretty cool i like doing that method that method is pretty slow but the coffee tastes phenomenal because it's the most natural way as compared to any coffee maker so i recommend you all look into the french press and the pour over method and those little pour over devices you can find them at walmart for like eight to nine bucks they're very they're very priceless um they're very cheap and it's a very effective and good awesome way to make coffee if you have the time if you don't have the time stick to your keurig no one's gonna judge you or whatever uh the, the thing is i mean coffee is not coffee i mean the thing is any coffee is coffee right it depends i mean it depends on the brand and stuff like that my uncle he gets co he gets coffee shipped directly from Colombia and he sells it and whatnot. So if any of y'all know me and y'all want fresh coffee from Colombia, let me know. My uncle's got the hookup. And no, it ain't drugs or anything like that. <laughs> so with that, I'll leave y'all with the quote of the week. And the quote is, the more that you read, the more things you will know. The more that you learn, the more places you'll go. This is by your yours truly dr seuss <laughs> so with that being said thank you all for listening i appreciate it if you all listening on apple Podcasts or itunes give this podcast a review and a like please or a th um rate rate and review please and i would appreciate it and if you're listening elsewhere thank you for giving me a listen and thank you for giving me some of your time y'all do take care y'all have a wonderful fantastic fucking week and may you all as always ladies and gentlemen stay grinding Thank you.